grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. My name is Michelle. And I'm Rachel. Rach, we started off the day with just little tidbits of royal news and then we just got slapped in the face by some quite, um, what's the word? Controversial Scandalous. Scandalous. Some scandalous news. Some scandalous news, royal community. So one of our favourite royal correspondents, royal TV presenters, Hugh Edwards, has been named as the person that's been caught up in this BBC presented scandal for allegedly sending pictures of himself and asking for pictures of at the time a 17 year old this has been ongoing this week and as we press record it's been announced that he is the presenter in the midst of this scandal i'm shocked shell i'm shook us shook us to the core shook us to the core as we say royal community this is scandalous i mean royal community it's all alleged that statement has come out by Hugh Edwards' wife saying that he's suffering from his mental health through these allegations. But there's been a few photos going around on Twitter. I don't know whether they've been deep faked. Who knows? I, I can't look at Hugh Edwards in, in the right <laughs> way anymore. Oh. Our royal content is going to be so different moving forward. I know. I know, right? Because that's his career gone down the toilet now, hasn't it? If it is true... He's such a respected, or was such a respected, uh, member of the BBC crew, wasn't he, Rach? What are we going to yeah. do? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for Kirsty Young stepping in and doing more stuff. I loved her um, coverage, but Jonathan Dimbleby... Oh, no. He's oh. just such a bore. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what it is, for me anyway, he was always connected to Question Time, which is a political show here in the UK. So wherever I hear him, I just hear like politics and arguing. So... I guess that's why he's my least favourite royal presenter. Let's put it that way. Oh, oh so royal community. <laughs> yeah, that was news just broken. <laughs> yeah. So on with today's episode. <laughs> yeah, on with today's episode. We don't have a massive royal news section for you today. So we thought we are just going to keep everything royal rounder. Yeah. How's your week been this week, Rach? Good. Work's hectic per usual. Nothing new there. But I'm like the Royals. I'm winding down for summer now. I'm getting closer (laughs) and closer to my holiday. Yeah. So I'm on countdown now. So I just can't wait for two weeks off not to think about anything. So I'm very excited about that. What about you? Well, I've been busy in the sense that I've just been catching up with stuff. Last week, I was suffering with my kidney stones. I'm a little bit better this week, but it is what it is. Just move forward. Tiny Tim strikes again. But (laughs) (laughs) what I would love to say to you, Royal Community, is if you want to be involved in our podcast, you can send a voice note over on Keeping Up With The Windsor's pod over on Instagram and let us know your thoughts of all of the royal news that happens this week. And we will feature you in next week's episode. We'd love for you to send a voice note in. And we're also super excited because we will be recording 
our summer special episodes very soon, will we, Rach? Yeah, I'm so excited. So we've got two Marie Antoinette episodes coming up. We also have a fashion episode coming up. So we're really excited to bring you all this summer content because as we know, Royal Community, the Royals have their summer break. And so this year, we're having a bit of a break ourselves, aren't we, Shell? So we're going to back up all of these episodes so you have content to listen to. But honestly, we're so excited to bring you these episodes because they've taken a lot of research. Yes. They've taken a lot of our time. So we really, really hope that you enjoy them. So that's what's coming up for you in the next month or so. Just want to give a massive shout out to all the Royal community who've reached out and reviewed our podcast over on Spotify and also Apple Podcasts. I put up a poll last week saying, are the Royals good value for money? And 67% of you said, yes, they are. I like that percentage. Nice. And a lot of people were agreeing with us. Show the six billion figure to people that say, (laughs) what do the royals do? And why do people support the royals? And they don't bring anything into the economy. Six billion, I think they do. (laughs) Yeah, Platinum Jubilee. But if you want to know more about that, listen to last week's episode. And we also spoke about the Scotland coronation as well. But why don't we head to the Royal Roundup and let's get started. If you would love to support us, you can over on Kofi, K-O-F-I. Head on over and buy Rachel and I a cup of coffee to help us keep the podcast on the air. You can also join the VIP Royal community, which is £4 or roughly six bucks monthly. And for that, you get a Zoom call with Rachel and I every month and also an exclusive Facebook group. So come on over, K-O-F-I. The link is in the show notes. Okay, so last week we saw the King and the Queen, Royal Week in Scotland. They were there for the Honours of Scotland ceremony, the Thanksgiving and dedication service at St. Giles Cathedral. So I thought I'd talk you through a few more of the engagements that happened on the last day, because the other days we actually covered last week. We saw the King and the Queen head to the Tapestry of Scotland Centre. This is their 10th anniversary. And the reason that they were there is because this centre has created this great tapestry of Scotland. And what it tells you is the whole history of Scotland with 160 panels of tapestry. Now, what I loved about this engagement, Rach, I'm not sure if you saw any of the footage of this, but what I loved was Camilla finished one of the panels. So she did a bit of embroidery. And on this panel, there was Bluebell and Beth on there. And I was just, oh, I loved it. Bluebell and Beth. And then obviously it had their names on it. And then there was a crown. It was just so lovely. And they then headed to the Lockharren Tartan Mill. Now, again, I found this really interesting. I've never seen a tartan mill before, but when I was seeing the videos that were going around, they went into this warehouse and they were like, 500 tartans there it was do you know when you just think can you get any more different types of tartan (laughs) this place has it and apparently royal community out there in america you'll be able to buy this tartan in epcot so rach when you go in august you can go in there and let us know what it's like i'll have a little look see yeah so what was great again was we know that the king loves wool he created an initiative called campaign for wool which boosted the wool industry he's been championing that for a long time and there was a gentleman there that he was talking to and 
<laughs> the king said to him, you know every name to every tartan pattern, don't you? And he said, yes. And I kept <laughs> thinking there was used to be a program in the 90s called um, You Bet. Did you ever watch You Bet, Rach? No. For instance, what engagement did Catherine wear this dress to? You'd be totally on it. You'd know exactly what it was. So it'd be like, I bet that I know 50 outfits. And then they would test yeah. you on it. Anyway, I bet you any money this guy would win that. Or mastermind of tartan. <laughs> We also saw the king and the queen on a walkabout in Selkirk and Camilla met the most adorable dog called Sybil. Honestly, I think I've rewound this video <laughs> just a bit for Sybil <laughs> for a while. Such a cute little dog. And also she was given a cake by a little kid. It was the cutest little boy and he didn't say anything. He just held the cake up and Camilla was like, is this for me? So cute. It was, it was really cute. So that's a nice royal roundup really of their royal week in Scotland. They were busy, wasn't they? They did loads of things. Nice. Yeah, they do so much when they're in Scotland and they obviously do spend a lot of time there the king had his summers there didn't he growing up along with the rest of the royal family so scotland always holds such a special place in their heart yeah i wonder because obviously they got burke hall but i wonder whether he's going to stay at balmoral castle now or whether he'll always go back to burke hall yeah i think it's one of those things as well where the rest of the family spends summer so maybe balmoral the actual estate will be for the rest of the family and like you said the king might just stay at burke hall yeah. Let's move on to the Princess Royal. She addressed the 92nd Textile Institute World Conference as president of the UK Fashion and Textile Association, which is the largest network for fashion and textile companies in the UK. And this was at the University of Huddersfield. Also, we saw the Hobnob as patron of the Royal College of Midwives visit the state-of-the-art maternity theatres at Bradford Royal Infirmary, where Anne met one of the babies which was first born at the theatre. Oh, these are such different patronages for Princess Anne, aren't they? You've got the textiles and then you've got babies, (laughs) but she just handles it with so much grace and care. What I loved about the maternity theatres in particular is they're actually designed so the baby and the mum can see each other all the time so they don't have to be separated. I think that's really important, isn't it? But, Rach, if you went to a world conference for textiles, would it be on your mind about what you wear? I think I'd be really conscious. Like, hang on a minute, am I being super judged on what I'm wearing right now? Yeah, I think it's more about the quality though, isn't it? Of the fabric that you're wearing, more of how you look. And that's the whole point of these fabrics is you buy now and then you don't have to buy again for years and years because they last. Yeah. Well, we've actually seen the Duke of Edinburgh. He's been very busy this week. He opened the new multi-art space fuse box in Kingston. This is a project led by a charity called Creative Youth, of which Edward is president. We also saw Edward visiting the Royal Lyceum Theatre in Edinburgh. Whilst he was there, he visited the senior and young performers rehearsing and also saw the backstage crew and they were all getting ready for their summer on stage performances. Can you imagine doing your thing on stage? And oh, here we are, royal turns. Love it. I know. We didn't see Sophie this week, but I think she's just been so busy recently. She's probably taken some time off. Yeah, she deserves a little break. She absolutely does. We also saw the Duke of Kent this week celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Kent County Show. 
visiting as patron of the Kent County Agricultural Society. And he first visited the show back in 1968. Love it. You, how are you getting on with his book? Have you finished his book now? Oh, I finished it ages ago. We had a little discussion, didn't we, about oh, it? Oh, did we? Oh, sorry. Did you like it? I, re- I did like it. You were listening to the audio guide, weren't you? No, I'd already got the credit from Audible because I had one credit left. So I got that. <sighs> Royal Community, I was very hopeful. I was hoping to listen to it whilst I was on my cruise, but I was so busy and I was painting by numbers. So I didn't actually get to it, but it's on my Audible and and Royal Community, Rachel and I are going to Buckingham Palace on Saturday. We didn't even tell you. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm on the train heading to London on Saturday, I think I'll listen to it then. And I'll probably get in three chapters if I'm on three speeds. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're really excited because we're going to see the King and the Queen's coronation outfits. OMG. Honestly, I'm going to scream when I see Bluebell Blue and Bear. Bear. <laughs> I know. <laughs> embroidered at the bottom. We can't wait. We can't wait. And we're also going to see the newly reopened National Portrait Gallery, which is really exciting because we'll be able to see the portrait of the then Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, Catherine's 40th birthday portrait, plus other royal portraits as well so we'll tell you all about that next week and also the hold still exhibition yeah (laughs) it's gonna be a busy morning for us right it's gonna be a very busy day for us in london we love it we do we love it let's move on to the prince and the princess of wales they attended the royal charity polo cup where william played to raise money for 11 charities supported by him and Catherine. these included shout wales air ambulance center point the passage mountain rescue england and wales foundling museum forward trust east anglia children's hospices baby basics little village and abba necessities And what I love about this show is when I read all of these charities, we've spoken about a lot of these charities on the podcast, haven't we, over the past two years. So I feel like I know a bit about each and every charity that they've supported. The only two I'm not really clued up on is Little Village and Abba Necessity. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, I need to do a bit of research on that. But all the others we've talked in length about, haven't we? Yeah. And since William first participated in 2006, the match has raised over eleven million pounds, and this year raised over one million. That's amazing! Absolutely incredible. Just a few points, Shell. William is left-handed, but he has to play polo with his right hand. That's got to be hard, doesn't it? That's like trying to cut scissors with the yeah. wrong hand. That's, That's hard. A skill in itself. And then yeah. I actually posted on our Instagram stories a picture of William, and I was like, "Wait." Am I attracted to this? Am I attracted? Are you attracted to (laughs) I swear, this picture of him, I was like, hang on a minute. I think since he's hit 40, there's a bit more of a confidence, a bit more swagger about him. And I think he's loving 40s life. I think he's loving it. You're just after his Duchy of Cornwall money, Rach. Well, there's that too. (laughs) (laughs) But I wasn't the only one because a lot of you were agreeing with me over on our Instagram Royal community. So I wasn't the only one, Shell. I would only really go to a polo match if I was wearing what Pretty Woman wears to a polo match, (laughs) those little divot things. (laughs) Vivian Ward. And what was great about this is they did have representatives from each of the charities there. The lady that was there on behalf of Mountain Rescue England and Wales said that William knows exactly what he's talking about because he's one of their own. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, that's a really nice connection because she knows him not through his royal life, but through his work that he did as an air ambulance pilot. 
Well, let's move on to Wimbledon. What have we seen this week, Rach? I thought this was lovely. The pallbearers of the Queen's coffin were in attendance in the Royal Box at Wimbledon. Oh, that's so special, isn't it? I love they got this recognition. We've said it so many times, especially when we watched the funeral. We thought that they deserved all the accolades that they've received so far because they attended Her Majesty's coffin with such care, didn't they? And you could really feel that from them. And they were all so young as well the service they gave to Her Majesty on that day. I mean, it was an extraordinary job. Oh, well, I cried. Yeah, no. We all cried, shall we? We all cried. Yes, we did. Queen Camilla, she was there with her sister Annabelle and she also met bald girls and boys and even joked with one of the girls, you have to be very agile. I remember doing it 100 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite difficult to get right. And I was like, oh, I love that. I love that she's having a little joke there. Yeah. Again, she was wearing that lovely gold choker. I love that necklace of hers. And we've also seen a few of the royals in attendance this year. The Duchess of Gloucester. I don't know if you know this show, but she's actually president. It's amazing. We always speak about Catherine being patron, Mm. but the Duchess of Gloucester is president. We've seen Zara and Mike, Prince Michael of Kent. And we've also seen some foreign royals, Prince Albert of Monaco and Prince Frederick of Denmark. Bring it on. We love a royal. We love a royal. We love a royal outing. But I think, Shell, what we're all waiting for is we've got the finals this weekend. So I think everyone's praying that George comes along and maybe Charlotte this year as well. I think you'll lose it, Rach, if she comes with a little bowler hat on. I think you'll be like, oh, <laughs> well, the, weather's, the weather's supposed to be atrocious this weekend. Who knows what's going to happen? We'll definitely see Catherine because she obviously attends in her role as patron. Yeah. But last year we had William and we also had George. So fingers crossed, Royal Community, that we get another sighting this year whoop whoop fingers crossed let's move on then we've seen the Duke of Cornwall which is Prince William it's so weird calling him the Duke of Cornwall <laughs> I'm still not there yet I still haven't wrapped my head around it he was in Cornwall this week he opened the orangery in Los Withiol I probably butchered that name my apologies and I don't know if you saw this Rach but he actually brought on two children to help him cut the ribbon (laughs) this was so cute because the children weren't expecting it no some journalists interviewed the parents afterwards and they said how fantastic when they go back to school that they say they met the future king yeah what I love about this in particular is the packaging used at the Orangery restaurant is from Nopla who won the Earthshot Prize Award for the category of Build a Waste-Free World. So I love the fact that this is all connected. And we get to see the Earthshot Prize winners in real life, if that makes sense, because we're a bit disconnected from it, especially with the corals and stuff. That's in a different country. It's great to be a part of it. Yeah, this is all about sustainable packaging and how great that it's being used. Like you said, William's Duchy of Cornwall. Yeah. Isn't this the one that's created out of seaweed? Yes, yeah. It is. What a fabulous invention. Just to even think of that. It just blows my mind. We also saw William visiting Wisman's Woods in Devon as plans were announced this week to double the woodland size over the next 20 years. The woods, which are on Duchy of Cornwall land, are working towards a sustainability goal of becoming net zero. This wasn't an engagement. There wasn't a walkabout. This was William in his role as the Duke of Cornwall and the head of the Duchy of Cornwall. 
And as we know, Mr. Moneybags, this is his series <laughs> land. <laughs> Maybe that's his nickname now, Mr. Moneybags. Mr. Moneybags. <laughs> oh, goodness. We love it. We love it. I learned this week that Highgrove is part mm-hmm. of the Duchy of Cornwall. No. Yes. It is part of the Duchy of Cornwall. So you know what that means. He's going to inherit. Well, no, I was going to say King Charles is his, um, <laughs> oh, <he's left. laughs> his tenant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. When you look at Highgrove, though, I think Prince Charles at the time, he only paid about one million. And now consider how much that property is worth. Yeah, which goes to show just how genius King Charles is with not only the places that he chooses, but how he invests in the land, those gardens, they're amazing. Oh, they're beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Let's move on to Queen Camilla. We saw her on Tuesday hosting a reception at Clarence House to celebrate the 15th anniversary of First Story. This is a charity that works to empower young underrepresented writers with creating writing activities and also publishes work by the writers. In the last year, almost 1,000 young people took part in the Intensive Young Writers Programme. Camilla has been patron since 2011 and loved how many people were packed into Clarence House. Let's have more engagements at Clarence House. Let's get in there. Let's see the building itself. I want to see what the rooms are like inside. Well, it hasn't been open since COVID, has it? So we're looking forward to when it actually reopens again to the public, which my guess is, Rach, that won't happen until the renovations on Buckingham Palace are finished. Yeah, it makes sense. And considering we know that when they're in London, that's where the King and the Queen stay. It's not at Buckingham Palace. They actually reside at Clarence House, don't they? Yeah, they do. So whenever you see the flag up at Buckingham Palace, they're probably not in the palace. They're a couple of feet down the road. (laughs) They are in Clarence House. Absolutely. I just love this engagement. I thought it was great because they all sung happy birthday as well happy <laughs> <laughs> to the charity Woo-hoo! also this week the prince's fund celebrates 40 years this year and as a result the coronation food project has been announced which aims to reduce food waste by redistributing to those in need okay because you got the prince's trust then we've got the prince's foundation and then we've got the Prince of Wales Charitable Fund, right? The Prince's Fund. Exactly. So the Prince's Fund supports and builds sustainable communities through a wide range of causes, including education, health and well-being, social inclusion, environment and heritage and conservation. Wow. Like you said, there's so many, the Prince Foundation, the Prince's Trust, but actually they all connect with each other. Yeah. And they actually work well together in certain aspects. Yeah, because the Prince's Trust will help a young person gain the skills they need and maybe the Prince's Fund help them with maybe more sustainable ways of working. These are remarkable initiatives that the King has set up whilst he was Prince of Wales. Prince Charles was the longest heir apparent in British history. So he had a lot of time to set up these funds. 40 years this has been going on. And could you just imagine how many people have benefited from these initiatives, from this trust, from the foundation, from the funds? What a legacy he's going to be leaving behind, Rach. We've spoken about this so many times. That will be his legacy, won't it? That's what he'll be known for in the history books. We saw a documentary a couple of years back on the Duchy of Cornwall on ITV. And during that programme, he was training up Prince William to take over. So when we see Prince William, he knows the ropes. His father has been mentoring him over the years for this. And a lot of these people that William will now know 
and they're family-run farmers. So it goes from generation to generation. So they're actually seeing these families all grow up as well, which must be really nice because you actually get to know them as people. And that's, I think, was one of the points as they was interviewing a few of the farmers and said that he actually takes a real interest in them. What can I do for you? What will be a benefit for you? And that's what it's all about, isn't it? When you've got someone like that as your tenant. Yeah, exactly. It ticks all the boxes, doesn't it? I'm going to be re-watching the Duchy of Cornwall documentary. I have to say, Royal Community, I knew nothing about the Duchy of Cornwall before I saw that. I didn't even realise it was a thing. And we also got to see Poundbury, didn't we? Yeah, this documentary is brilliant. Right, Royal Community, this is the bigger news of the week. And we are talking the President of the United States, Roach. So this week, the King received US President Joe Biden at Windsor Castle for tea and a meeting ahead of the NATO summit in Lithuania. The President arrived via Marine One helicopter and received a royal salute and the Welsh Guards performed the US National Anthem. They participated in a roundtable discussion with financial and philanthropic leaders on what support can be offered to poorer countries concerning climate change. It felt like a kind of, have you ever been around somebody's house, you have a cup of tea, you have a little chat and then you go? like that like he just came it was kind of like in and out weren't it yeah (laughs) with all the pomp and ceremony that comes with it but yeah what team do you think they had right do you think he was Uh, an Earl Grey Earl Grey Earl Grey yeah definitely an Earl Grey nice I was thinking maybe iced tea no no (laughs) the king king and iced tea no No, I'm not about about the president I'm not about the king no it has to do it the British way wouldn't he when he came and comes to Windsor (laughs) British soil (laughs) you're gonna have a hot tea (laughs) I actually posted a then versus now because we had Joe Biden with the first lady visit back in 2021 there they met Queen Elizabeth II at Windsor Castle that's where she was living at the time how quickly and how things had changed within those two years because now we've got a king yeah and this is the first time that joe biden has met charles as king because he didn't come to the coronation his wife jill biden the first lady she came instead of him i think with the coronation there was a statement that said he won't be there but he will be meeting the king at a future date this is the future date isn't it yeah michelle We've had Biden in the UK this week, but that wasn't the biggest news for the week. The biggest royal news was, did Biden break royal protocol because he taps the king on the back, on the shoulder? What was going on? Do you, do you think he broke royal protocol? Ooh, well, royal community, <laughs> let's put it this way. There are so many quote-unquote royal protocols that... At this point, I don't particularly care. One of the things I always think is the Queen was of a different generation. It was a different time. I mean, what's a little backslap? Like, I don't, I don't see what the big deal that is. How that happened? Well, you know, like a little tap. Is it? I don't think it's a big deal. I, they'll be seen and perceived as less stuffy in a way if that mm. kind of contact is allowed. It's not one of those things back in the day. Like, don't speak to the monarch unless they speak to you first. Don't yeah. shake their hand unless they shake your hand first. It's not like that anymore. It's kind of the thing with the whole to curtsy and bow or not to curtsy and bow. You're not made to. It's not a big thing. I don't think they care if somebody does that or not. So why do other people get upset when it does or doesn't happen? It's all about context as well, because if you're meeting the king or queen or any of the royal family on a walkabout, they are not expecting you to curtsy or bow at all. If you do, then okay, that's your preference. Yeah. But I think, to be honest, if I was having an investiture, for instance, 
I probably would curtsy at that point because it's an investiture. It's a more formal occasion. I know there was a lot of hoo-ha, but I think the press make a big hoo-ha about royal protocols. For the longest time, Rach, we've seen, oh, you can't wear nail varnish and whatever. We've seen Catherine with nail varnish, Sophie with nail varnish. Who cares? Get the nail varnish on. Yeah. Well, community, we're coming up for silly summer. We're coming up for it. (laughs) Get ready for it, royal community. We're going to have stories left, right and centre coming out because the royals go on their holidays. Well, they they can't report it. So it's like, hmm, you'll be seeing a lot of silly stories. Don't believe, as we always say, don't believe everything that you read that's put out there. And I think, to be honest, they might possibly bring some dirt up about Megan and Catherine as they tend to do pitting them against each other, you know. So just hold on to your hats. Rach, I just have a question for you that we haven't really discussed beforehand, Royal Community, but I was thinking this recently when I was doing research for the Honours of Scotland and a lot of it was about the king modernising the royal family. Do you think he's achieving that goal or do you think there's still a way to go? I think there's definitely still a way to go. I think we're not even a year in yet, are we, that he's been a head of state, he's been a monarch. So I think it's going to take a few years until we start seeing change. And I think that's one of the things that we spoke about in last week's podcast when we were speaking about the sovereign grant, when we were talking about the diversity and inclusion targets, is that Kensington Palace are on their way there, but they haven't met them yet. And actually Buckingham Palace is quite a way off. Yeah, they're at like so 10%. I think that's, yeah, so I think that's something we kind of need to see, that we need to make a change. Again, small changes over time. We're going to have King Charles for a while. It's not going to happen overnight. We've only got six weeks and he has been monarch for a whole year. But I think the bigger changes, as we've seen with all of King Charles's initiatives and work, he always works long term rather than short term. I'm looking forward to seeing how that is modernised and how much actually stays the same. Because at the moment, there's just been little tiny things here and there. But I've actually enjoyed the changes. I've liked the modernisation of the services and hopefully we'll see even more of that going forward. One of my favourite things actually has been the selfies. Yes! Because that's such a different thing, isn't it? Yeah, because I think it makes them, especially William and Catherine, seem more personable. And so they're more reachable then. And it makes the public that do meet them feel that they have that connection more with them rather than just seeing them in a crowd. I also think as well, there's been a real stepping up and a modernization within the social media team. I don't think the social media team are bad. I think maybe they were just working to certain protocols and this has elevated them more with their reels. And like now they're retweeting other charities. I'm loving this. Also share the um, platform with people to find out about the charity. I just really enjoyed the freedom I think the social media team have now. So that's it for this week. Just lots of little bits of information coming out little engagements as we said we hope to see William and Catherine and maybe some of the children at Wimbledon this weekend who knows we're hoping for some engagements next week but now William and Catherine's children are on their official summer holidays it's possible that they're winding down for their summer break and that we won't see them and show it's such a long drought because they don't usually come back until the second or third week until September. I know. So Royal Community, do you think that the King has made any changes so far? Let us know over on Instagram, Keeping Up The Windsor's Pod. Don't forget you can DM us a voice note 
which we will feature in next week's episode. Let us know your thoughts and opinions because this podcast is for us. It's for the royal fans. So please get involved. If you don't have Instagram, you can always email us at keepingatthewindsorspod at gmail.com. Send us an email there. Let us know what you thought of this week's episode. We will keep you up to date with everything that we do on the weekend in next week's episode there'll also be some vlogs coming out on youtube so we're super excited to be heading to buckingham palace we'll bring you along royal community one way or another (laughs) (laughs) head on over to youtube keeping up with the windsors and we would love you forever if you head on over to spotify and get involved with our polls and also review our podcast and on apple Podcasts as well it helps us to get more reach more people listening and more royal community loving the royals together right Rach? Exactly. And if you would like to become part of our VIP Royal community, you can over on Kofi and that will get you a monthly Zoom call with Michelle and I and also a private Facebook group because sometimes we talk about things that we don't even talk about on the podcast and we don't yeah. post about on Instagram. Definitely. And one thing that's really great about this is if you join now, you'll be able to join in on our Zoom call, which is happening on the 29th of July. And we'll also be having some watch parties coming up, which possibly may include the Duchy of Cornwall wall documentary that i just mentioned (laughs) thank you so much as always for listening we will see you next week on keeping Keeping up with the windsors